Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, I'm Johnny Owen, and this is the Best 11 podcast from TalkSport. Mark Webster and I ask our guests 11 questions all about their love of football, from their earliest memories of the game to how their matchday rituals have changed over the years. And at the end, they'll tell us their best 11, a team made up of anyone who's ever played for their club, along with a manager of their choice. Will they pick a cult hero from the past to lead the line, or will they go for a young whippersnapper from the modern era? It's totally up to them, because it's their best 11. Our guest today is a fantastic actor and writer. He's known for playing Gerard in Peep Show and has also starred in Horrible Histories, Yonderland and Sex Education. He also created and stars in BBC sitcom Ghosts. It is, of course, the brilliant Jim Howick. Jim, welcome to your best 11. Can you start by telling us who you support and why? My team is um, Tottenham Hotspur. Uh, Till I die. <laughs> oh, the full name. Thank you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um... Yeah, I started sporting them really. I think I was on the cusp of being a Liverpool fan actually, because uh, the uh, the the son of one of my mum's friends, who was a bit older than me, was a Liverpool fan, and he was a bit of an influence. But my dad got in there quickly. He showed me. He's got a briefcase, my dad, of all the, the old programs, including the, the double season programs, wow. which are quite a relic. Yeah. Yeah. Um, for us and uh yeah so he, he showed me all of them and uh, that was it then i was sold he did well because i, I we have in, in my extended family uh my, my wife's sister's husband lost his son from his chelsea to our west Ham because he took his eye off the ball did he and my kids got go. at him well and, my yeah, my daughter jim my daughter jim she's obviously from south wales she moved up to uh, manor house uh, and she lived then for a while quite near to Spurs' ground. Yeah. And about two months ago, Mark Winner, she announced yeah. to me that she's a Spurs fan. I've lost her to Spurs. <laughs> <laughs> He's, Johnny's taken it rather well, I'll yeah, be honest. Yeah, I mean, listen. Yeah, yeah. But Jim, so you, but you, did you grow up down in Chichester? I mean, so obviously you didn't have a specific kind of geog- geographical affinity with a football club as such anyway. No, my dad used to, when he was a kid, he used to visit his cousin in bounds green ah. um and that was in the sort of early 60s so he used to go to, to white hart lane with him and watch the sort of great team of the early 60s um whereas i um which we'll come to i'm sure in a sec i was yeah i was brought up on the south coast so the sort of two clubs closest to me are portsmouth and brighton really ah, okay yeah there you go what, what are you what are your earliest memories of football jim well that's it my first um it's pro- well, my earliest memories of football is probably sitting around with the family watching 
any match that was we, we that was on yeah um or any of the highlights or you know it's probably probably international matches because i think they were the only matches that were on yeah. fully yeah the time cup final um, as well when i was cup final that's right yeah, yeah the cup final obviously and the cup final t- takes place kind of around my birthday i'm born on i was born on the 14th of may so Ooh. uh it's always been cup final weekend so it was a really cheap birthday party. It <laughs> <laughs> you know, doesn't up. matter who's playing. doesn't matter yeah. who's playing. Just come over. <laughs> yeah, it's like getting born on Christmas Day. Oh, yeah, yeah. no. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. But it was in them days, the cup final, it doesn't matter what team was played. It was a real event. It was, true, it was, true. It was an all-day thing. It was, it was on for sort of six hours. Yeah. You'd sort of see the team leaving the hotel and... and, and, and um, in their suits and uh it was just a it was like a royal wedding the cup final it was. In the old day. Yeah. yeah very true so true so how about though your first game you went to was it white hart lane or, or another one no it was fratton park ah, it was um, P- P- pompey so mm-hmm. um it was uh spurs pompey at the um it was the milk cup <laughs> it was a milk cup match 85 so a lot of greats were on the pitch for us i mean you had our dealers hoddle Chris Hutton and uh, Tony Parks and uh, Falco and that lot. Yeah, I, I just yeah. I just raised my eyes to Mark now, and, and people listen to the show. That would have been a lively night when they're Pompey Spurs in 1985. <laughs> oh, <man>. oh <laughs> it's a it's a spicy place, Fratton Park. Yeah, yes, yeah, um, well put. And I, I went there. I've been there a lot actually. Um, I went there a lot as a kid because it's sort of close proximity to where I was. Yeah. Um, yeah, my first game at Spurs was. Uh, the first match that Jerry Francis uh, was in charge. Oh, right. So that was oh, yeah. 93, I think, something like that. Um, so that was my first game at, at Spurs. But yeah, it was. The, I remember it was the first night of the National Lottery. Oh, yeah. And, um, I, my dad sort of blew a load of money on a coat for me, um, like a manager's coat. Nice. Uh, which he got for me to wear on my paper round, but I couldn't wear it on my paper round because it was too long. You can so cycle, could, my, could you? Couldn't get my legs over the over the crossbar, <laughs> uh, over the over the bar. So um, yeah, but we've so we like got, one of the big big some... Arsene Wenger coats, and yeah, he's yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. getting caught up in know, the I'm chain. Not, <laughs> I'm not a particularly tall man anyway, so I, I wasn't a particularly big kid. So I looked like a Jawa. I looked like a Star Wars kind of character <laughs> in this coat. Um, you couldn't see the bike. Like 80 just pounds on it. But just, then we got numbers coat. on the lottery that night. We oh, went wow. back to my aunt's house. We drove back from White Hart Lane. We got back in time for the national lottery, and it was a real event. And yeah. Um, yeah. we sat down with our ticket, and we got some numbers. I think we made the coat back. Oh wow! <laughs> so yeah, you broke even. I remember. This is perfect. <laughs> we lost the match. We lost three two to Villa. Ah, right. Uh, it's amazing how you remember a game because of an event. Swings it? and roundabouts, though, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, you yeah. lost a villa, but, but you To be honest, coat. I was so in awe of the stadium. I just loved it. I was. I didn't actually. I didn't. The match wasn't great, but it was. Uh, or the ending wasn't great, but I was just loved looking around the stadium. You know, you just when you're a kid, yeah. you're in awe of the situation. I think more of more than the match. Absolutely. Well, you had you mentioned a great vintage with the first game you saw at Portsmouth. Is yes. one of your favourite players as a kid from that group? My favourite player as a kid, I mean, yeah, I probably wasn't old enough really to appreciate the likes of Ardilis and Hoddle. Now, obviously, I can look back and say I'm yeah. glad I saw him play live. Yeah. But for me, the, the really was Paul Gascoigne. Oh, yeah. Just talking about him. <laughs> in love yeah. with Spurs. Yeah. Um, you know, at, 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 in his pomp, he was the best in the world. 
we were talking. That's we fair. Were, we were talking earlier on about um, in a modern context. Uh, Phil Foden looks very comfortable with the ball at his feet, and and I said the the, the player I I remember vividly with just his gait even seemed to get more comfortable oh, with the yeah. ball in his feet. It was Paul Gascon? Yeah. He looked like he was born with the ball. Yeah. He looked happier no, with the was, football yeah. at his feet. Do you know what I mean? I mean, he, with boots on or off, he could do anything. Yeah, yeah. And uh, he, he played. But the thing is, he played. What what sort of attracted me was and many others certainly many other 11-year-olds, was that he played with so much character. He was the he personified the World Cup squad of 1990. Yeah, it was. And he, he, he played with his chest puffed out. He just played with character. Yeah. And it was just amazing to see. Yeah. I think, And I think at Tottenham, you, I think that point that you made is that he's, he clearly is probably the, as happiest in himself as he's been a, a, on a football pitch. And that patently is the thing with Paul Gascoigne, isn't it? Because he's a complex individual. Totally, yeah. I mean, you know, at Newcastle, he was still a young youngster. Um, and it was only really at Spurs that we saw how good he was. Um, certainly in the, um, the 1991 Cup campaign. I saw that game at Fratton Park as well, where he just yeah. took Portsmouth apart on his own. And... Um, yeah, it's uh, he was uh, uh, just something else. He really was. I see. It, you know, I don't think we, I don't think we as a, as a, as as football fans were sort of aware of um, his troubles. At Certainly the time. not. But, no. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, what a player! What I seen player. him down in. Um, I literally, I went there just to see him play. He played the Spurs. Played Swansea down in Swansea, and yeah. um, I mean, he had pelts all game from the crowd. Um, but he had yeah. a sensational match, as you'd imagine. Uh, but what was really interesting about Gaskin was when he was substituted five minutes before the end, he turned round and they clapped him off and he clapped yeah. them. It was almost Don't like part it. of the ceremony that he they went, well, actually, we really respect you. you know, yeah. and, he, and, he, and he clapped yeah. them back as if to say, you know, and he did this joke, you know, that choking thing, like pretending to put the head into somebody. Yeah. He did that to the crowd to say, ah, yeah. you know, I know you've been at me all game, but you love me really. Yeah. And they did yeah, clap him. And yeah. he was almost like you're saying, he had, it was not even the way he played, it was his personality. Really no affectation through. with him, no. was it? Oh, everything no. was natural. Yeah. yeah. And that's that. Because if you gave him oxygen, if you gave him oxygen as a as a, a rival fan, he'd just play better. Yes, it is true. Yes, that's what I mean. He, <laughs> he kind of like goes, he, it, was like, he was like he was like a fire on the pitch. Yeah, you yeah. know, and and uh, he just yeah. I mean, Pompey were doing that all match in that that particular cup fixture. I think there was actually a bit of trouble. I, that was something I remember as well. It, my first kind of, I haven't actually seen anything like it since, to be honest. But my first kind of sort of view of on pitch fighting. Yeah. <laughs> It is always a strike. Yes, it's, it's still abstract to this day, but I don't. You yeah, mean, yeah, yeah. yeah, it is weird. I mean, I'm a child yeah. of the of the. So I've, I've started going to grounds in the '90s, so it cleared up a bit by yeah, then. But yeah, it was. Um, yeah, yeah, that was. Uh, you did interesting. that. Now, I, I don't know when were you. You know, was you the the destiny for you as a performer from from being a child? Because I guess that's going to affect the way that arguably you went to watch your football when you were little and and the rituals. The rituals. Well, when I was little, I mean, the rituals really, certainly going up to Spurs, it was a quite a drive. Yeah. Um, and then, then we had to park. So then it was so it was quite a walk. Um, it's but, just yeah, impossible in them, isn't I mean, it? Obviously, it is a bit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, well, actually, you know what? it probably wasn't as hard in them days. But no. we usually go to a cafe or something, and then usually go to the club shop and 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 buy something. That was my ritual as a child. Yeah. And then and then the, there was a long drive back after, and uh, you know. 
if it was a sorry result, then it wasn't a happy one. God, and, and, but, um, and, and such a, that drive, how long would that be going back after yeah. a loss? I mean, it's bad Not, I mean it's a, hey, look, there's fans. I mean, I see, I speak to fans all the time that cut drive every week up from sort of Plymouth, and you know, there's a couple that park in. Um, I mean, now I live much closer. I live in North London now, so I live much closer. But there's a couple that park their car in this garage opposite. Um, near the ground, and they come every time from Plymouth. Wow. <laughs> it's just, it's just uh, remarkable. I mean, I know. basically, For Spurs, that, you know, yeah, do- dominates your life, does it? Yeah, they, it can do it that. So, obviously, so you did you you moved to town, I guess, for work initially into into London for that. But did you kind of pick the proximity for the football? <laughs> no, it was a total accident. I got into a drama school in Wood Green, ah, was based in Wood Green. Well done. Chen. And I remember when I got in. My dad looked at the A to Z and was like, oh, you're only 10 minutes from the ground. <laughs> <laughs> he got that all worked out, didn't he? <laughs> yeah, he did, yeah. This so, is a surprise. Um, Who would have thought that? And, uh, <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I was in Wood Green for three years and I moved a bit further north, um, sort of sort of Winchmore Hill area now. Um, so, yeah, I'm not too far from the ground. I mean, have you been to they, the, have you been to the new ground, Jim? It's supposed to be fantastic. I have, yeah. I've got um, I've got a couple of seats in the in the West End. Um, when my dad retired, I sort of uh, um, bought a couple of seats um, uh, just so we he could come up because he's still down in Bognor Regis. So um, yeah, it's just a nice little uh, day out for us both. You know, oh, that works beautifully. That's but, but of course, the, the I don't know how this works, the dynamic of it. But you happen to have been working for years. With a fellow season ticket holder, I assume in Matthew Bainton, isn't it? Your pal. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so Matthew Bainton, you'll like this, but in particular because he um, he won't like me saying this, but he he used to when he was a kid he used to support West Ham. Come on, um, <laughs> hang on. He used to support West Ham because he liked ham. Shut up. <laughs> what, like, but uh, but uh, on a certain part of the plate, then obviously geographically yeah, yeah. or something. Well, he's right? a vegetarian now. Oh, is he? So yes. so, so, so that's why he's a vegan. But yeah, so he's um yeah, but he's no, he's been he's been Spurs since he was young. I mean, I think he he, he changed quite young. All of his family are Spurs, and uh, he's had a season ticket for um, sort of since the uh, sort of Harry Redknapp days. So, are you two an absolute pests on the set of Horrible Histories and then Ghosts, uh, just banging on about Tottenham constantly while <laughs> while lots of actors are trying to do actory? <laughs> yeah, we do. Yeah, we do. <laughs> and we get quite and and this year in particular, we've been quite uh at heads with you know matt was very sort of anti Mourinho from the beginning and i kind of wanted to give him a chance yeah um i saw it as a bit more of a coup for our club getting a manager of his uh caliber uh, yeah his yeah. caliber yeah success um his cv um but <laughs> matt matt was right he usually is um, but yeah, Matt sits in the east stand with his family, right? And I, yeah, so we sort of wave each other across the pitch. Well, you should do the, the singing like this in the seventies, uh, east stand, east stand, and west stand. You know, yeah. ask, give us a song. You could probably yeah. do that, could even not not in the modern That's stages, it. I don't suppose. It, it's the uh, you tell me you are one of the guys who stands up <laughs> with the mobile phone waving, <laughs> yeah. and and they're just waving, waving, and they go, yeah, I've got yeah. you, I'm seeing it, and then because yeah, yeah, yeah. as I'm watching them, I'm like. 
What what's the point? You know, <laughs> what, okay, no, you, what now, no, yeah, exactly. Now that you've acknowledged I'm there, do we do something <laughs> with it? And the answer is no, you don't. It's, it's, so, it's funny. It's funny. It's it. There's something. It's something still quite thrilling about spotting your friend. Yeah, I've got to say, I'm, like, I have been in, a bit churlish. You know? I think yeah. it's just it's it's like a where's Wally sort of thing. Right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, that, exactly. That, that's 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 the that's the vibe. I, I do you know, and I do the same thing myself. I'm sure as well. Yeah. I, we should point out at this particular stage is that of course you are almost you're, you're just as famous nowadays for being on the touchline with TalkSport 2's very own Paul Kite, of course, the man who looks after the breakfast show, and who's very kind, who's kind enough to to give us, put us in touch with you. So you go down there, don't you, two showbiz pals, and talk about Spurs? Uh, we, what, Matthew and I have been yeah. on the touchline and spoke about Spurs. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we went, we went on the touchline in the old ground um, during a UEFA Cup match. It was against Monaco. And we were luckily we were, I think we were three 0 up or something. It was ridiculous. Thank God, thank God we weren't three 0 down. Yeah. But yeah, Coity's always been very good to us and always uh, helped us and plug our shows. And uh, yeah, I always I always feel sorry for the the person like doing the halftime draw or being introduced to the crowd. If if you're three 0 down or something like that, it's just yeah. nothing. There's no, oh, <laughs> no, no, no one's worse. being charmed know, by yeah, you yeah, and yeah. your, your witty stories. You've got to you've got to cart out the legend at that. point. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. You, yeah, you, you know, get Cliff Jones. Cliff Jones is out. Yes. He's always there. Get him out. Oh, mate. And Horrible what, history, what, boys. Put him back. What a sprightly looking man still for his age. He is Cliff, Cliff Jones. Jones. Unbelievable. Cliff Jones is amazing. Yeah. I've He's got... a nice fella as well. He yeah. is, isn't he? My Lovely. dad played um, his first football game. My dad's 72. And he played a football match for the first time in, must be about 30 years. Like, last year, this was. And... Uh, Cliff Jones sent him a good luck message. Oh, which was wow. Cool. Cliff Jones is one of my dad's heroes. Yes. Um, but yeah, what a lovely fellow. There's really. a certain generation of Spurs fans, if I, if because his, his, his background is from a similar town to be Swansea, Merthyr, his family from Merthyr. They always yeah. say to me, Cliff Jones, what a player, son. And I was my father used to say oh, the yeah. same thing as well. Apparently, he was like jet paced as well. And, and he stayed with, you know, obviously, he's, kind of, he's part club. of that double yeah. legacy as well, isn't yeah, he? Yeah. He, he yeah. does. Fit in there so beautifully as well, yeah. So, have you got Jim a favourite memorabilia, piece of memorabilia, or a memento? Yeah, my favourite, probably my favourite. Well, I've got two actually, but my probably ultimate favourite is a is a scarf that I wore. It's a scarf I wore when we won the FA Cup in '91, ah. and uh, I was so excited. I went and stood out outside on my garden wall outside by the road and and stood there waving this flag. <laughs> Did you? <laughs> and got and got all sort of all manner of abuse. From uh, from the locals, yeah, yeah, yeah I, I did. I've still got it. Yeah, I'm just trying it. to walk that back, of course, because I'm an old man. I've pictured you at 31 years old standing on that wall, yeah. but you'd have been yeah, a kid, yeah, no, wouldn't no, you? No. Been a, I mean, the thing, yeah, the, the, what, yeah, the, what people kid. forget about the '91 yeah. final as well. Everybody wanted Forrest to win it because Clough had never won the FA Cup. It was a big moment, wasn't it? And here comes Spurs with Terry Venables <laughs> and they win the FA Cup. The coffee up stuff. Yeah, and I can remember the silence of being in the Merthyr Labour Club when they won. <laughs> <laughs> and I can imagine you waving your scarf in there. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, oh, I mean. yeah, I wasn't silent. <laughs> I loved it. Yeah, I loved yeah. it. You took it rather well. It yeah, was a so great... Could, was it, yeah. Yeah. My, my other, one of the great other co- item, I should say, is, um, is a, my wife's a costume. Uh, she worked in TV costume. Oh, right. And she did a show called Man Down, which is a... Uh, um, Greg Davis show. Yes, yes. Um, Great and Greg Davis, uh, yeah. uh, and she got me a signed Spurs shirt because it was just the, the. She was wearing one. It was like a football charity thing, but she got one of my Spurs shirts signed by Luke Skywalker himself. No, Mark Hamill. It's such a bizarre thing to have your own team shirt that's signed by Luke Skywalker. Oh, and wow. what he wrote on it, he wrote on it, <laughs> "Dear Jim." Force yourself, which he knows about football, and he 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 knows about Spurs, 
um, that I have to somehow force myself to, to go to games. But yeah, yeah, that was that was a, that's a special one. I've, I thought I was Luke Skywalker Jim when I was a kid. It's like a bit of a family oh, story now. I, I said I'd blonde and my mother used to have to shout to me, Jonathan, food's ready, and I wouldn't come. And she'd go, Luke, and I and I'd you come, come down and, because, because I thought I was Luke Skywalker. I was seven. Oh, do you know what I mean? Amazing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I always wanted to be Luke. I, the reality is, I, I was an Ewok <laughs> <laughs> with with a Wenger coat. Yeah, yeah, Wenger coat. Yeah. I, when you did the characters for Ghosts. Obviously, I'm going to guess that you all know, like, look, we know how to make this fun. We're an ensemble team. We're, in, we're all locked in a big house. It's going to be hilarious. But but where did, where did the characters then develop from? Um, they sort of developed from a... We just got around a table and, and thrashed out um, a document, really, to send to the BBC. Mm-hmm. And I think at first we thought that we would have loads of characters. So we thought of loads of different characters. So... We wanted the house to be completely populated with ghosts and for it to go to different sections, like a kitchen where you have ghost chefs and then the garden <laughs> and have ghost gardeners and stuff and almost make it like a kind of Muppet show. Yeah, yeah. But then we kind of realised that that would mean that our core ghosts um, would have chosen each other rather like you would in, say, a school sitcom yeah. um, rather than being stuck together. And so we got rid of all the other ghosts and and uh, and kept these together and I just think that he represented a. We needed a character who would represent uh, like a wholesome, a perpetually positive character, okay. um, and a scoutmaster is is kind of is that. But I think it all. I think really the character developed from the idea that's of someone getting shot in the neck. Which is, <laughs> the uh, starting point you know, was the arrow. Uh, yeah, it was. It was. It <laughs> really? really was. It was a, a sort of yeah. We kind of we we kind of got got it up on its feet quite early and worked out a few little um, scenarios. I did and, enjoy the uh, fact that you moaned constantly uh, via social media on the fact you're the one who has to wear shorts for the entire <laughs> filming process. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> it does. We film it in. Uh, we film it in the new year. We film it in, usually in January. So yeah, it does get a bit. Oh chilly. yeah, and it be. It's really interesting yeah. to me though, Jim, because when you first start watching Ghost Something Like Ghost, it works straight away, yeah. and that's interesting that you said that like you felt like you know when you were writing it that you knew kind of where the characters needed to go, and that's what I felt. But as soon as I started watching, it, I was like, oh, this is good. Do you know you just know something's yeah. good straight away? Did you feel that when you yeah. sort of wrote it? Yeah, that was a kind of I think an aim was to get it sort of running before like before it's it's it landed so we wanted the characters to have we wanted to assume an immediate dynamic with yes. the characters and for them to have known each other for a long long time yes. <laughs> the sort of most recent ghost is julian the politician who yeah. died in sort of mid 90s yeah. who to be fair doesn't even get the joy of wearing shorts does he that just occurred That's to it. me yeah he's just yeah he's just a, a walking indignity but um he he, he uh, so yeah he's the most recent ghost so you know they've, they've been together a good sort of 20 years already yeah um and so there's that family dynamic some of them get on better than others yeah um and then it's almost like when Alison and Mike turn up as the couple, yeah. it's like when you watch Big Brother or and they've been stuck in a house together for six weeks and then a new person comes in, yeah. they just swamp the new nice. person. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and uh, and and that and then they automatically change the dynamic that we've that we've set up. But that was the kind of idea was to hit the ground running um with the with the ghost characters. And of course the beauty of it is which which is no guarantee because you know that how these things work is to transfer that ensemble group from horror histories to go into doing adult stuff. It it seems it makes sense when you say it now now that it's a success. 
But I bet there's a lot of people saying, well, that's not really what they're all about. Yeah, I mean, it's too, it's a tricky one because uh, we, as individuals, we've all done a lot of adult comedy. Sure. Um, Simon's done the Boosh, and I I did Peep Show, and and you know we've all done sort of different stuff, and so we have to remind ourselves that when you see us as a group, as a collective, we represent a family show um, in horrible histories. So we tried not to make the shift too big. I mean, I don't, there's no real sort of swearing in it. It's not. No. It gets a bit gory. We have to leave that stuff till towards the end when it's getting closer to nine o'clock. Um, but and some of the themes are more adult, of course. But yeah, we haven't really found that the transition is massive from horrible histories. In fact, to be honest, a lot of the stuff in horrible histories was more kind I of know. gory yeah. and <laughs> totally. uh, uh, um, adult almost than um, than uh, yeah. than, than never never played down to kids and uh, and horrible issues. Are Absolutely, patently, I mean, that's the main thing. That's the, the big thing. lesson, I think. Yeah, yeah, because we all grew up on. We didn't grow up on sort of kids comedy we grew up watching bottom and the young ones and blackadder yeah. and you know and uh and it was a real event um and we talk about them at school the next day and and so you must never patronize children they're, they're cleverer than that they you know they deserve better than that this is the best 11 podcast from talk sport small details are big surfaces tight corners are odd shapes flat rounded textured or tall Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. So have you got a favourite player at the moment then, Jim? Well, yeah, I mean, it's, I, I mean, obviously Harry Kane's... I think my favourite player at the moment is probably Sonny when he's on, yeah. when he's on his game. Um, I think everyone loves Sonny. They do, don't they? Um, yeah. uh, you know, it would, it, it, I think he just plays almost like Gascoigne did. He, you know, when he's playing well, he plays with a smile on his face. He plays with character and... Uh, and you know, you, you he's a must be a really tough opponent when he's on his game because he's just finishing is deadly. Yeah. Well, when we get to your best eleven, we can talk about who you think's still going to be Tottenham yeah. um, by the time next season starts. But before, oh, yeah. <laughs> before we get to that, be. yeah, exactly. Uh, what's your favourite kit? Oh yeah, my favourite kit definitely. I love the Adidas kits of the early millennium Spurs, and also it's a Holston kit, which I think is. 
is kind of classic archetypal yeah. Tottenham. Um, so yeah, it's the 2001-2002 Adidas kit. Um, it's, it's lovely sort of uh, dark grey trim, navy blue Adidas. Uh, love, love it, yeah. Are you a wearer of the shirt? Are you a grown man who wears a football shirt? I don't tend to wear football shirts to the ground anymore. No. Um, I don't, it depends, really. I, def, I mean, I wore one for the Champions League final. But, Seems um, reasonable. Yeah, and it's you know if it's a hot day then I might wear one, but I usually just I usually uh, yeah I, I wear I usually wear them about the house more than anything else. I, I was wondering because we know that you go to games dressed as a manager when you were nine years old, so I just assumed <laughs> that as an adult you dress in full kit in the vain oh, look, hope. You know, look, I got my very first kit. My very first kit was a 1986 Hummel kit, and I loved it so much I slept in it, and I slept in my shin pads as well. No. Man. <laughs> I, my mate's boy sleeps with his football. I thought I loved that. I thought I used to do that at Christmas. But oh, yeah, I put the football at the end of it. I do have a, I do wear a kit on holidays. That's my thing. You do, yeah, yeah, yeah. Around the it's pool and all the, that. It's flying the flag, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, just so people go if you know if they're fellow fan or they reckon. It's a good conversation start at a football kit, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. And Ender. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Mark sees somebody in the Millwall kit. Oh, talking to him. Yes. Uh, so. In all of this, I, I, as you say, obviously you mentioned the fact that you could have interned as a as a small child. Is there another team you've got a soft spot for? Yeah, I mean at Portsmouth, I've got to say Portsmouth. Yeah. Um, just because of I've been to the ground so much, and I've I've been to I've been to quite a few games where that, that where they weren't playing Spurs, so I was following Pompey. Also Brighton, I've got a soft spot for. Um, when I was uh, a kid and I played football myself, our coach was a left. Uh, a left back, uh, sorry, right back for Brighton, John Temple. Oh right! Um, oh wow! Who was who was famous because he was in 101 great goals, which was sort of the VHS, the VHS in the in the 80s. Um, and so, yeah, I've got a soft spot for the Seagulls as well. I like that. Yeah, like okay. stick by you know you're a coastal man. You stick by your coastal teams. I like that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. Use the question yeah. now, then, Jim. Uh, we're going to go to your best eleven. Your best. Are you picking? Obviously, I can imagine you're going to pick a Spurs one over an England one. Spurs eleven based on the, the the players that I've seen. That's, oh, that's fair. fine. That's fine. Great idea. In, yeah. my, li- in my lifetime, because um, I could say Greavesy and I could say Cliff, Cliff Jones, yeah. of course, but I didn't see them play, so I don't really know. So yes, uh, Spurs eleven in goal. It 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 has to be Hugo for me. Okay. Um, yeah. I think it, it, the, the service he's given us and the time he's given us and the quality he's given us. Yeah. Is. Uh, really second to perhaps Clements or even Jennings, but I didn't see Jennings. No. He looks so like a Clements great leader, Loris, as a, as a He is. A I mean, it's a strange it's choice for captain. Like, he is, I mean, he certainly put a captain's performance in in the, uh, the, in the cup final last week, but um, he's, you know, he's getting older now and his wrists are getting slightly weaker. Perhaps all of us. But he's, you know, he's, a, you know, he's been a good servant to us and, um, and he's sort of, he, he's helped us go sort of reach the, the sort of next level if I may say. Ugo. Ugo. Larice is in Fine. goal. So uh, this is, by the way, this is a 3-5-2. Well, I was going to ask. Okay. So, three at the back. Go okay, on, then. Three at the back. Okay, let's go. Because, you know, I, I couldn't, there's so many midfielders, we've got so many great midfielders, I couldn't I couldn't decide. So, the three at the back are Ledley King. Yep. Nice. Um, Gary Mabbott in yes. the middle. Yeah. Captain Fantastic. Yeah. And Jan, Jan Vertonghen on the left. Vertonghen. Um, it's, it's a good mix. A, that's a good. That's a great back. Because there's, yeah. there's, 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 you've got the granite there, yeah. but you've also got some ball playing if required and when required. Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, Vertonghen and King, I think, were, were pretty good on the ball. I think so. Mabbott, you've got two captains back yeah. there, basically. Yeah. True. Um, and Vertonghen, you know, a cultured player, 
yeah, he he would be easily he would make any Spurs eleven. I think for Can most I fans. Just talk to you a little bit about Gary Mabbott because I mean I think it's something that would resonate with our listeners. He he's really adored, isn't he, at, at White Dart Lane uh, by Spurs yeah. fans. Why is that? Well, he's a nice fella. Yes, for, for a start, yeah, he carries himself well. Yeah, um, you know he's achieved a lot considering his health struggles. Yeah, his di- diabetes and and so on. And he, you know, he's he's the he's he's our captain. He he lifted the cup for us. Yeah, um, which is still our biggest cup to date. Mm-hmm. So um, you know, seeing him lift the cup, uh, I think has immortalised him in most Spurs fans. Um, Memories, yeah, yeah. Do you know it's 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 lovely to know. I I just think that's. I think it's a really beautiful thing that Gary Mabbitt is so well loved. I agree, and and, uh, do you know top what tops it off is that accent. Yeah, which is such a cuddly accent. Yeah, exactly. It's not. It's not. It's not familiar, is it, with a football player? No, no. It just it kind of when it leaves his head, you go, "What's that?" Yeah, but it's it's really nice. So, who's your fullbacks? Well, he's gone fighting well, first. He's got wing backs. I've got, wing I've got backs, three. Yeah. I've got. Uh, do you know what? I, I, I well, I'll go from the left on. I'll go from left to right now. Okay. okay. So I've got Bale on the left, so he can double up. Yeah. Yes, he can. Started there, um, of course, didn't he? Yeah. So left to right, then I've got Gaza in the yeah. middle. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Flair. Yeah. Um, Modric. It's oh. One of the one of the best players I've seen at, at Spurs. Just goes, just went about his business, yeah. um, and then effortlessly transfers that to Europe, where oh, he's one God. of the best players they've I mean, seen out there as well. I've got, Absolutely, I've got to see you, Jim. What a team this is! Bill Gaza, he's doing all right. So far. He's doing all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, boy, the boy's go. doing good. On, on, on the right, now yeah. this was a struggle on the right because arguably our best fullback has been Carl Walker. Carl Walker, yeah, um, and he's on the bench. <gasps> oh, okay, because. Oh, because um, because he left, because he left, yeah. <laughs> he's on the bench. No, uh, I put Chris Waddle on the right. I couldn't not have uh, Chris Waddle in the team, yeah, because obviously Glenn Hoddle's in it, yeah. and uh, and you've got to have Glenn and Chris together. True. Also, Glenn, you know, Chris Waddle, I think, was overshadowed by certain players in the. T- he was an amazing player, like the skills he had and his finishing. It was just uh, he was yeah. This, he's, as, a boy, as a boy, he was a he was a great. He's player massively watch. loved the Sheffield Wednesdays. Always in Sheffield Wednesdays, fans' greatest yeah. ever teams. We've interviewed yeah. a few Richard Hawley and John McClure. Uh And what and what's interesting about Waddle that somebody told me the, the other day, you know, like vets games and stuff like that. He's one of those vets. He's barely lost any of his pace it, or it, thing. Oh, See, apparently, even now he's still yeah. sensational playing. It's crazy. It? So, yeah, some of his best goals are in those games. He scores absolute screamers. He does. Doesn't he? <laughs> he's 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 uh, he's my wild card, really. No, I like it. A great and a, a bit like Gascoigne, we talk about the Gascoigne Foden access. The thing about Waddle, again, physically d- didn't look like a man no. who's going to keep the ball tied to his shoelace, shoelaces and go past you, did he? And yet there he was doing it. Yes, so he, he was uh, very de- deceptively good. Okay, Waddle's in. He there was. you go. So, so. Then, so, then, so then you've got a, then you've got a Hoddle number 10. Yes. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Um, just in, instrumental... Kind of one of the first to play that role as well, wasn't he? When if you have a, if you have a bit of fun with, with Spurs and Arsenal fans, uh, get them in a debate about who's better, Brady or Hoddle. It's fantastic to watch. <laughs> Sparks fly, <laughs> do you know what I mean? But two, two players... Two of the that, pinpoint it, passes of football. Two, two players that well, defined yeah. their clubs during that time. You know? Yeah. I think Jim may go you know, Hoddle in that argument. <laughs> yeah, I think so. I just... It, you know, Hoddle was one of those players who seemed to adopt that international flair that the game was missing at that time. Yeah. Um, and, and and so kind of mesmerised fans a lot of the time. 
and and also made it difficult for sort of you know stodgy England teams. He, he, they never quite got him. him, did they? Never quite knew how yeah. to but play. He, he even looked like uh, like a sort of like a rock star. You know, he, the yeah. way, he was a yeah. really handsome man. The way he, yeah. everything I mean, he about he didn't was look, a rock star. Yeah, he was. Yeah, wasn't he? yeah, yeah, yeah. Literally diamond lights. <laughs> yeah, but it was a bit like lights, mate. But he he um the way he held himself, everything was so an English in that sense. Yeah, mean, where yeah. they expect players who were going to have like you know a motor and they got to cover the ball area. Whereas he would go, no, just give me the ball and I'll spray. You know, yeah. forty and I'll have tiny shorts and a really long <laughs> yeah, shirt. Yeah, in in yeah. the process as well. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Right. Okay. I mean, so he, you. He... So, and, uh, and up front, uh, Harry Kane, obviously. Yeah. Um, you know, say no more. He's, 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 if he stays with us, then there's a good chance he'll be our greatest striker of all time. Yeah. Um, and the other, the, the one last place in the eleven is for Teddy Sheringham, for me. Yeah. That, uh, now that was that was a, a a man who that very rarely have you seen a career or a, the nature of a player change throughout his career as obviously it did with Ted who, who was when he kind of Millwall was a proper just yeah. old fashioned centre. But then forward. as he got older, every striker yeah. loves his Teddy. They all yeah. love playing with him, didn't yeah. they? Yeah, because he would make you a yeah. better player, wouldn't he? Oh, I mean, if you, I mean, exactly that, exactly. I mean, he he was. He was so intelligent. He read the game yeah. so well. Yes. I mean, and he was, you know, he's like, there were many strikers who did that. And Burkamp's one of them as well, as I say, through gritted teeth. But he just read the game yeah. and he could finish as good as anyone. Yeah. And also, have you seen him, Teddy? He hasn't aged a day. No. He looks the same. No, yeah. He's, got, he's yeah, obviously got yeah. the painting in the attic. It's ridiculous, that, isn't it? That fella is 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 all suntan. He's he's haunting the snooker halls of Essex, <laughs> as thin as he was. Uh, he's playing full head white. of hair. Still. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, there you go. That little tuft, yeah. little Mr. Majika tuft he had. Um, so, can I? Do I get a bench? Yeah, yeah go on. you can have a bench. And a manager, don't forget. And I, I, I imagine it wouldn't be Jose Mourinho, but you've got a manager as well. No, I mean it would. I mean. It would be Pochettino, I think. Okay, Poch. Because, I mean, most fans would say Bill Nick, obviously, but uh, as yeah. a, uh, he wasn't around. I wasn't around then. Mark, um, Mark so was. Poch, Mark remembers no, him. I think what Poch did for us. <laughs> we, we, used, uh, we used to go to Aberystwyth Pally, dance it together, John. Yeah, yeah. thanks. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, no, Poch, Poch brought, you know, brought a feeling to us as a club yeah. uh, that I don't think we've uh, ever experienced and will do well to experience again. I've got to say, I'm a big fan, and because yeah, you'd like have probably seen him managing down there as well. But I, the Red Nat and Venable, Years, I think you know, are, are well worth praising because I just think those two maverick bosses always oh, bring yeah. great football wherever wherever they did their thing. Yeah, absolutely. I think Redknapp, he what he had with us was probably our best uh, four midfielders we've ever had actually in a row, just for their workings, their mechanics. Mm. You had Aaron, Aaron Lennon, Scott Parker, Modric, and Bale, mm. and as a as a foursome. Um, they had, they just complimented each other. Yeah, makes very well. Right, let's have you. Sorry, we, we interrupted your so, bench. Yeah, my bench. So, so nowadays you get you get nine on the bench. Here right? he goes. He's going to pick another <laughs> so, team. Basically, we well, do. You get nine on the bench. So uh, Clements in goal. Clements, Clements is sub keeper, and then I've picked Toby. Uh, yeah, Alderweireld, Walker, and Rose, just because with Vertonghen as well. I think we were the envy of the league with that back four a few years ago. Um, and they work so well together. I had to. I couldn't not pick them. Fair then enough. you've got Ozzy Ardiles, yeah, uh, Musa Dembele, who's just amazing for us, and certainly lo- the last few years of his time at Spurs. Sonny, Ginola, and Defoe. 
There you go. Jermaine, if you're allowed J- to bring Jermaine, eight on... He's still, he's still doing it now, Jermaine. I know. Just scores goals. Yeah. Whenever he's gone, he uh, scores yeah. goals. Arguably yeah. got better as he's got older yeah. again as well. I mean, just I'd not being that, used that much. I wish we never let him go. Yeah. Wish we never let him go. Because he'd still do the business for us. Uh, uh, Jim, maybe. same here. Wished we'd, ne- we'd never yeah. let him <laughs> Thanks, yeah. thanks for mentioning it. Sorry yeah. about that. <laughs> <laughs> That's brilliant, Jim. Thank you so much. That was a pleasure. Thanks, mate. Cheers, mate. Take care. The Best 11 Podcast from Talk Sport. Thank you for listening to The Best 11 Podcast. Don't forget there are new episodes out every Monday and Thursday. So join us for more football memories and another Best 11 very soon. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 